Hello there, welcome to Pixelated Perspectives. My name is Tanya, and you're listening to episode 26. Thanks for tuning in today. Today we're talking about symptoms and how they serve as powerful indicators into our personal experiences. And I'm going to be sharing my most recent set of symptoms with you just to highlight the principle, okay? I want this information to really be useful, and I want to make it tangible and practical knowledge that you can relate to and therefore apply in your own life. Oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Berkwin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. If this is the first episode of the podcast that you're listening to, well, then first and foremost, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to point you to check out my introductory episode where I highlight the five biological laws of nature. And those laws are fundamentally what make up the framework of German New Medicine, which is what I'm going to be talking about today. It's a completely new consciousness and understanding based around health and healing and how we view and understand symptoms and diseases. So touching on these laws first will help this episode make a little more sense to you. For those of you who know GNM a little bit and um, are familiar with the five biological laws, then we are just going to jump right in. A few weeks ago, I was preparing for my first German New Medicine presentation, an introduction to GNM. The class was really inspired by one of my previous podcast episodes, Back to Basics, where I just basically presented in a very basic way, hence the name, of the fifth biological law of German New Medicine. So this is a very fundamental law that really anybody and everybody would benefit from knowing and should know because in times that we live today where we are all living in so much fear around experiencing any sort of symptoms whatsoever and we have so much fear around even the word disease and the word cancer, all of these words evoke fear within us and panic. That's because it's just been conditioned for decades and decades into our minds that disease, symptoms, conditions, illnesses, they are something to fear, they're something to panic over, they are mistakes. So the fifth biological law of nature states the exact opposite, that there are no mistakes in nature that any sort of symptom or disease or condition, whether it be physical or a mental condition even, they are very significant and biologically meaningful programs that ultimately are there to assist an individual or organism for survival. So, you know, this is a very basic law of nature, but nobody or very few people know about it. This isn't mainstream knowledge yet. This whole COVID narrative was very frustrating to me that if everybody had just known this basic principle, this law of nature, we still wouldn't be dealing with this pandemic. 
dealing with tyrannical measures, you know, that make no sense. You know, covering our children's faces, having to cover our own faces, knowing the law of nature, it is ridiculous to carry on with these measures. They're unscientific and illogical. So I, I made an episode just to kind of highlight that point. And then I was approached by my brother who asked me to kind of prepare a class so that we can bring some people in who are just ready to hear a new way of thinking, to understand health and healing on a whole new level. And of course, that is what German New Medicine offers us, you know, these five biological laws of nature. Understanding that in order to experience symptoms of any sort, someone will first experience what we call in German New Medicine a DHS, which is an unexpected conflict shock, okay? Something emotionally traumatic, something that we can't foresee, and, you know, it's upsetting. It causes stress. So for me, initially, when I first was asked to do it, that was my first DHS, okay? And at the time, I didn't realize that it started a program for me. So that's the very first point. Now, that was about a month prior to my second DHS, my second conflict shock, which was just a few days before I had to go and present this information, which was, you know, about five hours from where I live. We woke up to no power, and this power outage lasted for 16 hours. So again, this is another DHS. So I experienced another DHS upon awakening because I found out that I couldn't work on my presentation. I had to do slides, which I hadn't been able to work on days before because I had been preoccupied with other tasks. Now, I had no idea it was going to last 16 hours, but my stress state was already beginning in the morning when I realized I wasn't going to be able to work on my slides. And then as the day progressed, with still no power, hour after hour, my stress level didn't fall, you know, it just stayed there. Sometimes it even increased. So that was my unexpected conflict shock. The very first one was just being approached to do this because it made me extremely nervous. Now, just for a little bit of a backstory, the reason just being approached gave me a DHS was because I had previously, about three years ago, had given a presentation but it wasn't like slides or anything it was just me talking in front of people and it was a crowd of about 20 people and it went horribly wrong it was the most embarrassing moment probably of my entire life i completely blanked on what i wanted to say it probably was worse in my own head than how it was coming out but it just wasn't a great experience and i i was quite traumatized by that for several months later. In fact, it took about six months for, for me to even want to talk about it because I was so emotional around it. So it was quite a stressful event for me. The fact that I was approached to do an, another presentation just reminded me of that kind of traumatic experience. And so that was the onset of that initial conflict shock for me regarding doing this presentation um, a few weeks ago. So understanding GNM, I knew very early on in the day when I woke up to no power that I was already in conflict activity. You really begin to recognize the indicators that, you know, tell you, they actually indicate to you what is going on, what you've experienced. 
Because a lot of this is just, a lot of us just go throughout the day not aware of, um, of our emotional states and our, you know, our state of stress. But I knew because of GNM that I was definitely in conflict active phase. So understanding how the autonomic nervous system works at that moment that I experienced that DHS, that conflict shock, all of a sudden my blood vessels constrict, making my extremities cold, my hands and feet cold, my heart rate starts to pick up, my blood pressure rises, I have little to no appetite. Now I have disrupted sleep, which I did over the next two nights. I was awake by three o'clock, just dwelling on the situation, dwelling on the nervousness of the whole presentation. Throughout the day, my mind was preoccupied on only that. I really had very little attention span with anything else. So it was very clear to me that I was in conflict active phase. And I knew that I would be until after the presentation because the whole thing was stressful for me. Yes, I can speak in front of a computer and a microphone and give talks like these episodes, but the thought of standing in front of people and having to relive kind of that experience about three years ago just really freaked me out. So I knew that I was going to be in this state of stress, this prolonged state of sympathetic tonia for a while, at least until I had finished the presentation. So again, with the recognition that the severity of my conflict active phase will be very proportionate to my healing phase and what I experience on a symptomatic level, I knew that it was important for me to not only recognize that I was in conflict active phase, but to downgrade my stress, to downgrade the fear and the heightened emotions I was feeling around it. So I did my best to just support myself. I, you know, would make teas. I would go to bed early. um, I would eat well. I was just kind of nurturing myself while under this heightened stress because that is just the importance of being able to downgrade the conflict act phase. And, you know, this becomes automatic once you recognize the indicators that you're in a conflict active phase. Let's move forward on this whole thing. And I end up giving the presentations both nights. They both went a lot better than my very first ever presentation three years prior. Um, I didn't go away crying. (laughs) And it seemed like most people enjoyed and learned a lot. So I was really happy with the outcome. And so while in this presentation, I had kind of shared this story that I was in conflict active phase and I explained why, just like I'm doing for you now. And I mentioned that I was really actually excited to see how my psyche or subconscious mind experienced my conflict shock, how it perceived the whole situation. So I knew that either the next day or shortly after that day, I would start to experience symptoms. Because we understand, knowing the five biological laws, that there are always two phases to every conflict, provided that there is a conflict resolution. There's the conflict active phase and then the healing phase. And it's always in this healing phase that we're going to experience our physical symptoms. And it's always those symptoms, what type they are, that will point to how we perceived the whole situation, that whole conflict. So I was explaining how I was looking forward to seeing what my symptoms were going to be. And I knew I wasn't afraid that 
they were going to show up. I wasn't afraid that they're going to be very intense because I, I was doing my best to downgrade my conflict active phase. So the following day, first thing in the morning, I wasn't feeling anything. I still, you know, I wasn't presenting with any symptoms. So I just carried on with my day. Later, I had to go into town to Health Street, which is where I gave my two presentations, to pick up a list of things I needed before going home. And the craziest thing happened. As soon as I stepped into the store where I gave my presentation, I was bombarded with symptoms. So instantaneously, my eyes started to water profusely. Like it looked like I was crying. And then I started sneezing almost uncontrollably. And then my nose started getting congested. It started running like crazy. So all of these symptoms happened simultaneously. And I'm not exaggerating. It was within minutes after walking inside Health Street. So I just laughed so hard because I knew how perfect was this. The moment I got into Health Street, I moved into the second phase, that healing phase. I moved out of my conflict active phase and into the healing phase because walking into Health Street was like completing that conflict. It was completely done. I had completely resolved it. There was no more presentations. And it was at Health Street that I did the presentation. So it was absolute full circle completion of that initial uh, DHS. So it was so amazing. I just let my symptoms come. I grabbed a Kleenex, just went to the back and was just present with those symptoms. And really, by the time I left Health Street, I had no more watering eyes. I was no longer sneezing, I was no longer congested, and my nose stopped running. So because my conflict active phase, yes, it was spread out between several days, but I was downgrading the stress level I was feeling during those conflict active days because I knew that I didn't want to experience intense symptoms and for a prolonged state of time. So this is the power that we have when we recognize when we're in conflict active phase that we know we're going to have healing symptoms, but the intensity is really up to us. We can't predict how intense our initial conflict shock will be and how we perceive it, but we have control on how much stress we allow it to have in our day-to-day -day life. So thankfully, my symptoms didn't last very long. They were not intense at all. Well, they were intense, but just for a very short period of time within, you know, five to 10 minutes max. This just gives such a brilliant example of how our system and bodies work, that biologically nature is taking care of us. Our cells have absolute knowledge and innate wisdom on what to do, when to do, and why it's doing them. Now let's just talk about why they were those specific symptoms. Why was it specifically watery eyes? Why was it congested nose and running nose? Why specifically those and maybe not something else? Well, there's a very, very good reason for that. These symptoms were very significant because of how my psyche perceived the situation. So remember, our symptoms, they will point to our experiences. They will point to how our psyche experienced the situation. And in my experience, my psyche perceived the situation as, number one, a stink conflict. 
meaning I just thought that whole situation stunk. Like me not being able to work on the presentation and having this power outage just completely stunk. So this situation was a stink conflict, which is why my nose was involved, okay? There was a congestion and the runny nose and sneezing. These are all symptoms of healing within a stink conflict. And secondly, because my eyes were affected, that also indicated that I was in conflict active phase with another conflict of not wanting to be seen. So my psyche perceived the situation and I'm thinking the very first time that that I was asked by Rick to do the presentation, um, that was when I had that initial DHS because it reminded me instantly of the previous presentation I did three years ago that was horrific. So my psyche perceived it as not wanting to be seen, not wanting to stand in front of people and be seen. So our symptoms you can see are very, very clear indicators of exactly how we perceived the situations. And instead of now fearing symptoms and wanting to prevent symptoms, we can actually welcome them because number one, we know that when we have symptoms, we're in a healing phase. We've completed and resolved a conflict or stressor in our life. And number two, because we understand that symptoms are an indicator of healing. So we're already healing. There is nothing to fear at this point. There is no way that we want to prevent symptoms because that would be like negating our bodies and cells to heal on their own, in their own time and doing the perfect job they can do without us interfering. Ultimately, GNM just gives us this personal empowerment and responsibility that we don't have to turn outside of us at least to understand that we can be with our bodies, support our bodies, our health and healing, all while understanding that there's a significant meaningful role in everything that we experience. Um, Sometimes there will be need for outside medical attention. I don't ever want to deny that because there's always a place for conventional and allopathic medicine. But with symptoms like these, like common colds, like flu symptoms, like the symptoms that we're told are COVID symptoms, these are all symptoms that show us and indicate to us what we've been through and that we're healing and that most of the time we will be able to just assist our bodies during our healing phase, give our bodies the rest it needs, give our bodies the nutrients and nourishment it needs. And usually that is sufficient. Sometimes, again, there might be with pneumonia, there might be outside intervention needed, but at least there will be no fear and panic, which is exactly what there is going on out there with today's narrative. So, That's what I wanted to share. I wanted to share this personal experience just to highlight so that you can relate to it in your own life and um, really just see that this is how these laws work. These laws of nature are always applying whether we're aware of it or not. And so I always say, why not learn the laws of nature? Why not align with the laws of nature so that you can apply them in your life and just live in alignment at least better alignment than if we were to not know them and be aware of them. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. 
I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.